uh, get into it too much. Um, I had a little bit of request to say who's on the podcast, so you kind of know the voice with the person. Maybe you can't put a face unless you follow the TikTok. But, you know, might just Untamed underscore entertainment. About killing it. Uh, so tonight we got uh, Steve over here. We got uh, P and Bug, and it's always your boy. Um, so that being said, we usually have uh, Timbo around a little bit too, so he's out tonight. But so I figured we could move into overcoming obstacles. I feel like this is a really big one in life. I feel like this really needs to, you know really sink in to not only like everyone but you know listeners us always growing and that's probably one of the biggest things i think in life is overcoming obstacles or stuff in your way because i mean they could either stop you dead in your tracks for a long time or you figure out a way around them right so i mean the only way is moving forward, but that doesn't mean that stuff isn't tough or stuff doesn't get in the way or take a long time to figure out. So, you know, I was kind of thinking about what to go into first. And I think, I think a good way to lead off bug, we're going to send this your ways. I think we're going to go into like, how does failure teach you to become like your best you and, pertaining to you know obstacles in your way i mean obviously you're gonna fail at something that obstacle but how does it play you know teach teach you play a big factor in like becoming the best you yeah and i think it's interesting because you you, you'll have a lot of people that just say like oh i've never failed i've just learned right i've never i've never failed i just i i i didn't get what i wanted done and that taught me where I needed to go. Right. But I mean, failures, a, failures, a thing, right. You didn't achieve what you wanted to, you didn't get to the finish line or, or, or maybe you got there, but it wasn't quite what you expected. And it can be all walks of life. It could be in your job, your family, your sports, your hobbies, you know, relationships, whatever. And I think to me, like kind of looking back on the many times I've failed is, you know, it, it changes your course, your path, right? Like you thought you were going down the right path or doing the right thing and you failed and it's like, it sucks, but it teaches you a lot of things, right? It teaches you that I got to rethink this. I got to get on a different path. I got to realize like what didn't work, you know, why didn't this work so that my new path is restructured, is reformatted so that I can be more successful. Um, the other side of it is it teaches you a lot about your own personality, right? Like how you handle failure is huge. Like early on, it's just like anything. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but you know, the practice makes perfect thing and you can view that how you want, but the more you fail, the better you can handle it and power through it. And I'm not saying go out there trying to fail. That's not what I'm saying. It's like, don't get that mix misconstrued here, but if you think that you're always doing things right, you're, you know, you've never done something wrong, you're constantly succeeding, like I'd say you're probably not in some way. And you're just kind of like 
clouded and lost in a whole different world. And there's going to be a point later in your life that someone calls you out on it or something happens and you're not going to know how to handle it. So, because nothing hits as hard as life, unfortunately, it's going to, yeah, it's going to smack you around. And, you know, if you, if you can't handle it, if you never failed and everything's just been handed to you or say, you know, you've just had this little paved road. I mean, you know, path laid out and you never had to fail. I mean, you know, this isn't, you know, maybe not a, an everyday thing, but like, you know, you could go in and you were put on the best sports team, basketball, football, whatever. And you guys never lost and you guys crushed everyone. And then just, you know, just cause you're put there, but then that never prepares you for anything in life. Like, you know, you're kind of saying you, if you don't fail, then it's just kind of, well, now what? Because I don't know how to handle it or react because this has never happened to me. So I honestly, I think failing is the best way to grow. Right. And yeah. jo- Jordan said, um, I forget who he's talking to. Maybe it's uh, uh, Arnold or Tony Robbins, something like that. But like, how did you become the best basketball player of all time? You know? And, um, uh, He's like, oh, you hit all these game-winning shots. You won all these rings. And he's like, I'm the best because I missed 9,000 shots. Over 9,000 shots. And he said, I don't know how many game-winning shots I've missed. But you learn. You learn how to overcome that. And then you start hitting them. But you can't get stopped by that failure. If he just stopped, he'd never been the greatest of all time. You know, so that is like, uh, I don't know. It's it, like you say, nobody, you shouldn't wrote, like choose to fail. Right. Yeah. But no, but thinking that you're never going to fail, you got to be naive and you're going to, I mean, life's going to hit you and you know, you're going to have a hard time getting back up. Right. So yeah. 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 Agreed. You know, I, I guess uh, I guess maybe what's a couple ways like you failed in life and you had to get back up because I know you know maybe not a Jordan type and you weren't you know winning all these rings and you know flashing them around but uh, you know I feel like everyone has to get back up at some point right so you know and the what's better than a uh, little story time. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll keep it, I'll keep it sports related. And, and it's kind of, it's, it's funny how you view failure and, and, and what, how you define it, how you really like measure it. Right. Cause I think it, it means different things to a lot of different people. You know, you could just like, uh, I was trying to get an A on a, a paper and I got a B. Okay. I failed. Well, I don't know if you really failed, you maybe just didn't quite meet where you were trying to go. Right. But did you really fail? So I know it means a lot of different things, but I, you know, going back to the sports world, because I think we all, at least the four of us, we all played sports at various levels. And <clears throat> I go back to baseball, which was my main sport in high school. I like, I think over my four years in high school, I think I lost less than 10 games over four years. And that's not a kudos to me. Like it's a team game. I had, I had probably seven D one players on my team and I was not a D one athlete. But when I got to college, I felt like, damn, like 
I can't wait to get a national championship, right? I can't wait to be like that guy. And I was thrown into an organ. A, 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 we were NAIA at the time, and you didn't have any roster limits. You didn't have any like you you if you just wanted to show up and try out, you showed up and tried out. You didn't have to even like tell them basically. And I showed up to a field of like 120 guys on like day one. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And there were two teams. And my first year, I didn't make the first team. I made the second team, but I was a starter. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this as a development. But that to me was a failure. And I could have pouted. I could have like, I looked at some of the guys. I'm like, okay, well, he picked him because he's bigger. Okay, and I'm I'm an average size dude. Oh, he picked him because he's got you know more power at the plate, and I kind of made these excuses on why I didn't make the first team, and I did that for a while, and it really kind of messed with my head because I was so used to constantly winning, and when I wasn't supposed to start, you know, on varsity, and I and I I got my chance, and I I proved them that I could be their leadoff guy, and I I went from batting ninth to leadoff, and sitting on the bench to playing center field and like doing all these things. I'm like, shit, I should be on this first team. I'm not even playing D one. I'm playing NAI. And I completely downgraded where I was at downgraded the program, made excuses why I didn't make for or first team. And then I, I kind of looked in the mirror. It took a while. Don't get me wrong. And I said, well, how am I going to get the first team next year or mid season? How do I get, become a defensive replacement? You know, like how do I do what I need to do? to get that shot. And I'm not going to say there was a ranking or whatever, but I worked my ass off to be the number one player on that second team. So that if there was a call up come playoffs, like I was the guy and there was no doubt, no doubt way more swings in the cages. You know, I put on like 15 pounds of muscle. Like I wasn't, like I said, it wasn't big, wasn't the fastest, the strongest, whatever, the best arm. But I was like, what what box can I tell them they can't check of why I can't be on this team? So not strong enough, check that box off. Not fast enough, cut my 60 time down. You know, can't can't throw hard enough? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove them wrong there too. And I just did those things and had great games and actually had a lot of fun. But our team was like losing way more than we were winning. And I was yeah. like, that was a struggle too. Cause I'm like, I'm used to winning. I'm putting in all this effort and I see some guys that aren't like, this is driving me nuts. We're trying to get to that next level. We're trying to get to the first team. And it was hard. It was a, it was a mind F. I'm not going to lie. It was very hard going from <laughs> the top. Cause we won state my senior year. I go on to college. I think I've got, you know, big boy pants on get yeah. knocked down get knocked down, aren't winning games, don't see other people putting in the same effort. And it's tough. Yeah, running 60s. Fuck, I thought it was a 40-yard No, that's dash. how they measure baseball speed. Is ah. how fat, not the 40 like in football. For baseball, it's 60-yard dash. So, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Jesus, bug you little overachiever. Check out that box <laughs> too, huh? <laughs> Jesus, uh, no, they measure baseball speed in 60-yard dash. <clears throat> okay. That makes yeah. more sense. I mean, I played yeah. baseball as more of a football guy myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, little 40s, you know. But I feel like you made a lot of good points, man. With Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe a little rambling, but it's just like that can relate to a lot of other things, right? I mean, 
I felt like I was coming from we can't fail to like extremely tough mindset of like not making it to the the team I wanted questioning why and then then level setting saying how do I make this work so I can get to that next level yeah and struggling again seeing that other people putting in that effort to try to do the same thing like I in my head at that point I was like I want every other outfielder on this team to challenge me for that next spot on the first team. And I didn't see that a whole lot. And if any of you, any of you are listening, I'm so sorry, but you didn't, but I'm saying, <laughs> so it was tough. You. It was tough. And I think a lot of those guys just did it because, you know, you got a scholarship and at that level at NAI, if, if you quit the next day, you didn't lose your scholarship and it wasn't called a scholarship. There was a package for NAI. I don't know how you guys, but basically you don't lose like in NCAA, you don't lose your scholarship if you don't play like yeah. you keep the package that they put together for you. And so I think that like didn't motivate people to, to kind of continuously be better. If it didn't work out. Okay, that's fine. I can just go party, you know, go to class, kind of just coast through college and I still get the same deal I, I came into. So, yeah, I, I thought um, one point particularly made that kind of want to touch on and, you know, we can <clears throat> kind of want to hear your guys thoughts too fellas but uh where you where you said hey i'm i i failed i realized i failed i hit this point you know where i'm like fuck i gotta I got figure it out and then you said you checked off every box you found out all of your weaknesses you said i gotta check off this box not strong enough you know and better arm you know was in the batting cage every day so you know they couldn't you know they couldn't say all this stuff like i was going to be the next up and you have that determination and that mindset, which is beautiful. That's what you need to have, I feel like, day and age. And, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, it takes a lot of life shit or failure. And sometimes it takes a shit ton of failure to figure out that, hey, this is the only way to go. My back is against the wall. I'm either going to play or I'm not going to play or I'm going to check all these boxes off and you know, go hit it and you were going to be the next one up. And dude, that's applaud you for that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, and, I, and I'll, I'll hand it over to the other guys here, but it's funny. The little thing that I think embedded that in me, like a little bit earlier was in high school, you know, we had a great team all four years I was there and, and you basically like, it was rare if you were a sophomore and got to play varsity and, you know, we had some of those guys cause they were so good. And sophomore year, I was like, they tend to call up a couple guys at the end of the year to go on the, on varsity. I'm like, so I'm doing everything I can, everything I can. Same mindset, right? I want to get that call up because ironically they won state sophomore year. They called up three guys, you know, uh, a bat, a first baseman, and then an outfielder. I was like, you didn't. And the outfielder like was way more developed. He was just like, like I said, I was not a big dude and I was pissed. I was so pissed. I was like, oh my God, I could have gone on that run with them. So my goal was to make sure that guy that got called up didn't beat me the next year. And we both made the team, but you know, I played the position I really wanted to, and and he played next to me. And, you know, for me, outfield like center field is like the golden position. You just I fucking love center field. And oh, yeah. So like I had that success like early on, like winning those battles. And I think that's what I had to kind of dig deep and say like, you know, it didn't go how you wanted it, 
But how do you reroute that? How do you reroute it to, to be the story you want it to be? Uh, and I had some issues after that and it's unrelated to performance. It was injuries and stuff like that. That just really sucked. But like I made sure I did everything I possibly could to reroute that story when I got to college, when I hit that wall, when I hit that failure and that, you know, I say dark place. It wasn't like a dark place, but it was kind of depressing, man. Like I wanted to have that, like that pedestal that they, oh man, you're a starter on first team and blah, blah, blah. So anyway. And I guess were you, so were you doing that for yourself real quick or were you doing that for somebody else? I guess you wanted to show that. It's, it's a great question. Um, originally I was doing it for others and, and I say others, but like selfishly myself too, like I'm not going to lie. Like you make a diving catch and you get that praise, like kind of makes you feel good. Right. Or you get the game winning hit. Like I wanted to be that guy. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be that guy on the team I wanted to be on. Right. Mm. And I wanted to do it for, you know, my coaches growing up and like, you know, the, the coaches that didn't give me the D one shot that I wanted and stuff like that. So, um, it was part of it was selfish. Part of it was image. And then when I really dug into it and really took a step back and said, like, I'm still playing, right. I'm still getting to play baseball and I'm going to school for it. And they're indirectly paying me to do it. Like, you know, through my, you know, my package deal, I can't say, you know, you can't say scholarship, but you know, and it was, you know, I had plenty of buddies in high school and other, you know, travel ball teams I played with that didn't get that shot, you know? And, you know, I think it was, it was tough playing with so many like, D1 athletes in college or in high school that went to D1. I'm like, and I couldn't quite get there. But at the end of the day, when I really, really, really focused and like, wouldn't say meditated, but like really like looked at where I came from, I'm like, I'm still doing a a fun thing. I'm still playing baseball, you know? Like, can't, I knew I wasn't going to go pro. Like, and I know that's maybe to some people saying, well, that mindset right off the bat says you're not going to go pro. Well, I mean, it's a tough sport to do it. And I also don't know if I wanted to go that far, right? And put that much sacrifice into it. Because I think I had other goals, you know, other things I wanted to sacrifice for. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I it, was, it was a very, this is one of the six dozen ways I failed in my life or more. But, um, but it was a fun journey to overcome that for sure. Oh yeah. Bells, what you got? Well, so mine's definitely more of a, a personal level. My my like iconic failure in my life, I'm just gonna dive right in to that one. So my biggest failure is when I decided to change careers. And I did it kind of more out of uh emotional state, so what was currently happening just drove me to quit a job that I was working at for years and years. And I was established and I had seniority, I had respect, everything that was building me up to uh, kind of, you know, coast me through life. I'd been through some stuff before, but this was the one place in the position that made me feel good. And I knew I was, you know, success, successful at it. And then when certain things happened and I decided, you know what, I'm done. I'm not going to put up with this. 
I made a very huge career change. And it was a, a pay change. It was a field change. I was just, and, and I had discussions with, you know, my wife at the time. We kind of worked it out together and decided, you know, this is going to be better for me. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong, you know, playing the results, but that's kind of what ended up in sending me in a spiral of being lost in my life and not knowing exactly how to get out of it. And then it put me in a pretty deep, pretty deep depression and not knowing exactly how to get out of it because my routine of this is the one thing that was holding me together through all my other failures was I was successful at this. For whatever reason, I decided to get out of it. Not quite sure, but hey, I have to deal with it and I have to figure it out. It took a while for me to figure it out and I made a lot of mistakes along that path. But the biggest success story is that I ended up acknowledging it and figuring out exactly why I had failed and having to really take a deeper look into myself. What had caused this, X, Y, Z, why I'd failed, how I'm going to learn from that, and accepting it. Accepting the fact that I had failed so badly that I'm going to have to look myself in the mirror and get past this point. And that's one of the biggest things in my life now. It's like one of my biggest accomplishments. At the time, it was a huge failure. And I would always look at myself as like, how could you let this happen? How could you let things spiral out of control? You know, you can't even support your family like you are accustomed to. All that. I mean, that'll play a huge role into, you know, a provider that can't provide anymore. Like, what's, what's your role at that point? There's the obvious answer. I mean, you have, there's so much more to it than being able to do that. But that's something that you, you know, kind of built yourself up to and took pride in it. And then once that was stripped away, you feel very little. And you feel like I've let everyone down, even though nobody around you is saying that to you. It's a battle within that you've let yourself down. And that's the biggest thing that I had to take out of it is that no one else around me was saying this. And looking back at it, they never did. They were supporting me. But I was beating myself up over and over and over and over to the point that I let it drive myself crazy. And that same support system helped pull me out of it. And... I mean, those are those are some hard times, and it still it still affects me a little bit, you know, from time to time. But then I have those reminders, not only my family but myself. That's just like, hey, take a look back what you've been through, and what you dealt with. Like this is nothing. This is a speed bump. You went over Mount Everest earlier. Like this is this is easy. Yeah, yeah this isn't. Yeah, there's nothing what you've already been through in the past, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. But it just prepares you a lot for what's coming up and then also prepares you to pass it on, you know, to your 
to your kids and teach them the same lessons and let them know, hey, it's you'll you'll get through it. You you'll find a way to get through it. And if you need any help, just, you know, take a look in the mirror. And talk to yourself about it because it's gonna be gonna be a rough one, but you'll get through it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of ties a little bit, you know, kind of what Bug was saying a little bit, like, you know, you got to figure it out. Like, you get knocked down, and you got to figure it out. Like, there's, you know, there's always going to be little obstacles in your way, you know? And whether that's, say, you were riding high with your job, you know, thought it was smooth, Bugs winning all these championships, D1 athletes surrounding him, you know, and then, you know, you kind of get knocked back down to earth at some point or another. Like, it's going to happen. Everybody. It's you know? very humbling. It, and and yeah. at the time, it looks very much like a failure. But in the bigger picture, it's, it's just a very humbling that life can knock you down. But as, if you just choose to view it as poor me, poor me, poor me, then it's going to continue to knock you down. If you don't choose to take a lesson out of it and learn from it and try and grow from it and apply it, to future then you're constantly going to be getting beat down constantly and you're never going to get out that's kind of what i you know i say a lot you know i guess a little grief for it sometimes sometimes i don't but some people agree but that's why i you know was pointing out earlier what caught my attention so much about you know bugs story about checking off the boxes like you know you get knocked down and you're gonna get smacked right in the fucking face life is gonna hit you out of nowhere and it's gonna happen all the time and it's not gonna stop some people say that there is uh that's just how it is all the time with slight you know ups and good times you know but you know that's that's just one of the things like uh if you wait this too shall pass the good times will pass and the bad times but in order for the bad times to stop, though, I feel like you almost got to take that same shit. You were saying, Bug, like, I'm going to check this off. Like, all right, I got fucking knocked down life, but I'm going to fucking hit back. And guess what? I'm going to check this box. I'm going to check that box, you know? And and if you, I feel like if you don't do that, though, and it's not going to happen right away, it might take you get knocked down fucking five times, you know? Like you're saying, like, and it's good, you know, like you're saying to have a good support system, but I feel like if you don't check those boxes and you're like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm the best at this category and, and hit life back, it's going to keep you down and you're going to fucking stay there forever. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Yeah. And and there's some things you can't control, right? Like I'm saying when I, I'm taking a situation where like I could control you control the controllables, right? Control the controllables and everything else will either work out or it won't. Like you can't, you can't, you can't control everything in a perfect world. It's, it's, we don't live in that world, right? So control what you can control. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, and I can get into it later, but like I had a really good opportunity in my sophomore year um, that <laughs> not spoiler, I got, dislocated both shoulders in the course of a season basically and basically for the for the most part my season my my 
not career, but like to play at that level was basically done. But I basically got to the point where I impressed, you know, we had a, we had a, I'm kind of getting forward because I got to get, I got a question. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'm going to take a step back. I want to ask Steve, I want to ask you a question real quick. And then maybe I can get into this a little bit more or we can switch topics. It, It doesn't matter. But Steve, you're obviously very, you know, knowledgeable. You're a successful guy, you know, but sure you've had your own set of failures. But if you had to look back, the brief little bit of my story that you know now, right? Only only taking it for face value. If you, you know, come I'm coming into college at 18, you know, what would you give 18 year old bug advice going into that situation? And it could be at any point, right? It could be right off the rip. The moment I step foot on campus or any point of that, that, uh, process that I went through, what would you give 18 year old me advice on? And, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. I can defer, but. Uh, well, honestly, the, the way you kind of described your college baseball experience, uh, with, I mean, ending an injury, right. That's, that's. I can relate to that because mine was the same way, right? Mm. So I stepped into college football with Brad. Uh, eventually, my knees got so bad that I was done. I couldn't. I've had multiple surgeries. They're still bad. Um, it's just one of those things that that I was not meant to do that. And so the advice that I would give you is the exact same advice that I would give me in that kind of what you were saying, control what you can control, right? The the days that you do get a play, you work as hard as you possibly can, whether that's in practice, whether that's in a game, but you leave nothing out there at every opportunity. And because looking back, I didn't do that, right? I didn't take my college football experience as far as it could have. I could have, you know, came back after knee surgery and and kept playing and done, but I didn't. I didn't work hard enough at it, and so it's it's kind of the opposite of yours in that you know you did it, you took that that setback and you, you challenge yourself and you check those boxes. And so the, the advice that, that I would truly give is that don't take any day for granted because every day that you're out there that you get to play could be the very last time Mm -hmm. that you go out and play. Uh, I mean, whatever happens that day, make sure that you leave everything out there and that you you didn't hold yourself back in any way whether that was from fear of you know uh you're going from a being a a big fish in a little pond to a little fish in a big pond Mm -hmm. right now you're a little guy you're you know, there's there's 120 other guys out there on the field with you. It's not the same where when you stepped on the field, everybody knew what you were capable of, right? And you would 
you were you were above uh your skill level was above those that you you played with and played against when you get to college it's it's the other way around mm-hmm. you walk in and you're typically unless you're you know uh a guy playing below his level you're walking in to wow man everybody here is bigger than me everybody here is faster than me stronger than me you know and and so really it's it's leave it out there and then don't let fear be an anchor for you throw that face that fear and 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 challenge yourself because if you don't you'll you'll uh, look back on that time with oh man what could have been and then you become that Fat guy in the bar with his Letterman's jacket on, telling football. <laughs> 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 oh, Unless you learn from it, and you, the next time you get an opportunity, you you actually do challenge yourself, and you. So, yeah, that that that's that's the way that. But yeah, that I think that would be solid advice for an eighteen-year-old. I like that. Uh. Steve, how many times did you wear your Letterman's jacket after? <laughs> you tell stories, buddy. Little soft stories. No. <laughs> no I, I came back and immediately went to fucking work, man. <laughs> but on the same note, it's like control the controllables. Yeah. You also have to understand to not let the uncontrollables affect you. Because you can control, you can control, but you can also yeah. let the uncontrollables affect you. You have to figure out a way to detach that from anything that you have control over. Well, so truly, the only thing you have control over is your mind. Yourself. Yeah. Nothing else. You don't even have full control over your body. Yeah, your body these these are weak, Steve. Arms are heavy. Yeah. yeah. Old no Steve, man. That's, Sh- that's shoulders what... are popping out out already. That's right. Your your body will betray you. The yeah. only thing that you can truly control. Is your mind? Yeah, watch out for them window wells; they'll tear your knees. That's a story <laughs> that I have. Oh, yeah. and, and break your arms, so just uh, be careful. Yeah, but, but that—that's actually a great point, and I—I hundred percent agree with that. With you can only control what you control, and that's you. But your mind's a tough one. It's a tough one to conquer. I mean, I—it's an ongoing battle. You know, you got your vices, you know, you got, you got your doubt, you got, you know, all these different things. So, um, I, you know, you said it just a second ago, Steve, which kind of segues into the next thing I was going to, you know, bring up a little bit was fear and fear is one of the biggest things in life, even though it's something that hasn't came to pass yet. It hasn't happened. It's a fear of something happening that you might not like the outcome of. And as crazy as that is, I mean, if you just say it out loud and just like think about it, like it hasn't happened, but it could happen. But like, that's what fear is. It's it's just not, it's not a real thing. It's just your mind saying, well, trying to protect yourself. Well, this could happen. You better, you better watch it. Right. And that's one of the biggest things to overcome and, Bug, I'm afraid to ask this. Sounded like you just had no fear, but 
<laughs> you know, when you're going in. But I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe not fear, but uh, you know, you're definitely gonna have 128 people that you have to compete against to uh, fight for a starting job. That's a lot of people, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, like, fear can play tricks on you. It can lead you down different stuff. It can make you not play up to your ability or you know, speak correctly or give a speech or, you know, talk to people, you know, call the right play, make the right throw, you know, it can play all these factors. <clears throat> so I guess what, where's the point at, or do you use any fear as like fuel or what factors does it play where you have, you know, you wanted to achieve your goals. It doesn't have to be with your sports or, you know, your baseball your 60 yard dashes but yeah. you know but yeah, uh, I mean, I'll make it about it <laughs> yeah. yeah you know i run 20 extra yards not a big deal folks but it doesn't have to be uh, but, but uh, i just kept on running <laughs> 40 yeah 60 i uh, force gump <laughs>